in today's episode, I share the five biggest lessons that I've learned in 20 years of entrepreneurship and how I use them every single time I hit a roadblock, get stuck, or I need to focus on growing my business again. Myself, my team, and most of my clients use these lessons. So I want you to buckle up, listen in, and take notes. And most importantly, when one lands, take it and apply it into your business. But I'm not going to bump my gums anymore. So here is the intro. Are you ready to ethically scale your business? Good. Because this is the Mind of George podcast, where relationships beat algorithms and depth is the only direction when it comes to ethically scaling your business. Each Monday and Friday, I'll be the guy between your ears in the hoodie and pink shoes guiding you home, giving you the tools to extract, honor, and amplify your genius so you can be the light for your customers. Sound fabulous? Cool. Let's get into the episode. Top of the morning to you, or afternoon, or evening, you beautiful, beautiful human being, you. Today, I have a very important episode. Today's episode is five lessons that I've learned in 20 years of entrepreneurship that have stood the test of time. I'm going to share them with you. I'm going to share some tips and strategies and tactics for you to keep them into practice. And more than anything, I want you to hear these. I want you to take notes. I want you to realign. And I want to make sure that you're focusing on every single one of these areas, both in your business and in your life. You know, since entrepreneurship is basically a mirror for our life. And so these things apply across the board. So I got my notes in front of me because I want to make sure I don't miss a thing. So if you're watching some video and you see my eyes look down, it's because I'm reading my notes. Because if I don't have notes, I'm going to end up doing a three-hour podcast that doesn't help you and doesn't help me. So I'm going to stay focused. So as always, thank you for listening. I appreciate you being here. If you have not reviewed the show, do me a favor. Go review the show on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen and make sure you're subscribed just in case this is your first episode of Finding My Slice of Crazy. But we have a lot of things in the pipeline, including a brand new website coming soon, which I am stoked because behind that website is a whole lot more customer journey and content and things to help you grow and scale your business ethically. Because at the end of the day, we all know one important thing, relationships will always beat algorithms. So you got to know how to apply them and where to use them. So here are the five lessons that I have learned in 20 years of entrepreneurship that have withstood the test of time. And what do I mean by the test of time? I mean that no matter where I am in my business, what level of success I have, what roadblock I'm up against, what storm I'm weathering, what challenge I've faced, I always come back to these five things. And somehow magically, these five lessons always get me out of the sticking point, get me into momentum and get me to where I want to be. So number one, lesson number one, entrepreneurship is actually simple, but most of us want to believe it's complex. Now here's the thing to understand about complexity complexity creates desires, creates barriers to what we truly desire. And the biggest problem, and I say the biggest all the time, I really got to find some other superlatives or adjective. But one of the big challenges I see is that entrepreneurs tend to have this proclivity to go wide instead of deep. And you have to remember the only things that are scalable are simple and measurable. And so we have to remember that in the world of entrepreneurship, In the world of business, it doesn't matter if you have a digital product, a physical product, a supplement, a cat supplement, it it doesn't matter. Our job is the same. Number one is that we have to find a problem. And once we find that problem, we have to create a solution. And once we've created that solution, we have to find and create the ideal customers that are challenged by that problem and want our solution. We have to truly care about helping them. And we have to make sure that we're not creating work for ourselves. 
And so the way that I learned this lesson is that I used to get really romantic about how I did business. Once something started to work, I was like, great, this is going to work forever. And I would get laser focus and I would get tunnel vision on the thing that I was doing, which would eliminate my ability to see the field, to be agile and the pivot. And I would overcomplicate things as they went. So something would start working and I'm like, yeah, that's what we're doing. That's what we're doing. I'd start coasting. And then when I started coasting and the thing stopped working, rather than take an assessment phase, rather than reassess where we are, look at what worked, look at what didn't work, I would add complexity. I'm like, well, let's add this and let's add this and let's try to find this. But I was basically trying to cure something by adding more symptoms to the table, which did not create the ideal result. And at the end of the day, we're always going to have websites and funnels and platforms and social media and paid ads and organic marketing and earned media and all these beautiful, beautiful things that we utilize at our disposal. But those things don't fix the core. And at the simple core, what we do is we find a problem, we create a solution, we find and build relationships with the people who could benefit from that solution. We actually care about helping them, whether they give us their credit card or not. And we try not to create more work for ourselves. And that last one is a very important note because that's one of the things that has caught me more often than not to where my business was growing, but so was my, my bottom line was not. It was shrinking. My top line was, but my bottom line was not because there was complexity. There were things that we did that worked that were no longer working. There were things that we added to go wide that we no longer needed to go and needed to go, needed to go, needed to go, needed to go, no longer needed to do. And so we have to remember that this is a game. And in order for us to win the game, we have to spend just as much time, if not more, assessing how we're playing, assessing where we're spending our time, and getting back to what I call the core of that Christmas tree, which I've referenced in another podcast of what entrepreneurship looks like. So at the end of the day, if we feel overwhelmed, if we feel things are complex, if we're spending all of our time doing things <clears throat> that aren't feeling like we're moving the needle, that is our invitation to hit the brakes, to break check, to do an assessment and get right back down to the core lesson of this entire principle or this entire lesson is that things need to be simple and complexity prevents us from having an impact at scale. And so we need things to be simple so they're measurable. We can scale them. We can make adjustments and we keep going. So lesson number one is entrepreneurship is simple. But most of us either believe or accidentally create complexity, which prevents us from having the impact that we want to have, which brings me to lesson number two. And this one stings a little bit to share, but lesson number two is always to focus on our current customers. A lot of times we fall into this trap of more, 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 and we neglect the people that have already paid us money, that have paid attention to us, that we have a relationship with that can very clearly lay out the path of where we should be spending our time. And so if you've never heard me say this before, you're gonna hear me say it right now. You cannot adopt any more children until you feed the ones that you have. And what I mean by that is that we're always gonna want more impact. We're always gonna want more customers. We're always gonna want more revenue. But if it comes at the neglect of the people that have paid for us to get to this point, that have bought our products and programs, that have bought our supplements, that have been in our world, and we neglect them, we're missing the fastest cheat code to success, which is having a relationship and making sure we actually hear the people that are currently in our ecosystem. And so lesson number two, and this is my reminder, is I always go back to serving the customers that I already have, and it always finds a solution to get to the next step. And so what are some ways to increase lifetime value? 
by going where your customers are and asking them what they need, what support they need, and then how you can help them. Our job is not to reinvent the wheel. You should not be changing your ethos or your marketing over and over and over again. You should be changing the wrapping paper. And the greatest place, the easiest place, the most efficient place to find that is by having a relationship with your existing customers. Get on calls with them. Have DMs with them. Yes, somebody might have bought your course a year and a half ago and achieved results, but they were already in your ecosystem. Have a conversation with them. See how you can support them. See what they need. Zero point data, i.e. data directly from the customer is the most powerful data that you will ever have. And it's data that people spend millions and millions of dollars to get, but all it requires is you to build a relationship with your existing customers. And so make sure when you're building your business, when you're growing your business, you never lose sight of the people that have already said yes, that have already said yes to you, that have already paid you, that have already bought your products and programs. Because if we spend all of our time trying to get more, 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 and we neglect the people that have already trusted us, that have already felt safe, that have already bought our stuff, we're missing the most important part of the puzzle. And so my number two lesson is to always focus on your current customers. If you ever need a reset, if you ever need some information, don't ever lose sight of the fact that people have already paid you. And that could be one person, it could be five, it could be 5,000 or it could be 500,000. But that is the best pool to fish in. That is the one to build relationships, to check in with, to talk to, communicate with, and to start solving challenges that they might be currently having and to get the most accurate picture of the information you need to take your business to the next level. So lesson number two is focus on your current customers and don't get blinded by the, I don't even know what word to use, by the distraction that it's always more, 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 more. Because when you go to your current customers, you can find the bleed, you can find the holes, you can figure out what's missing. And then you're not spending time, money, and energy putting people into a bucket that has a ton of holes leaking out of the bottom. So that is lesson number two. Lesson number three, the easiest way to summarize this is your people want more painkillers. And I'm going to break this down for you. So you have to remember that people buy vitamins when life is good. But with the chaos of the world, you need to talk more about painkillers. People are more inclined to move away from pain than they are towards pleasure. And that means that we have to be in tune to what's currently happening in our market with our customers, what they're struggling with. Doesn't mean your content has to change. It doesn't mean your, uh, or like your core content has to change or that your product should change, but the wrapping paper might have to change. And so if we think that what we did a year ago or two years ago is still gonna work today, that's a really big delusion that leads to a world of pain. We have to make sure that we're constantly empathizing and understanding where people are today, not where they were yesterday, six months ago, a year ago, because people will literally do anything to move away from pain, but it takes a lot to get them to move towards pleasure. And so our job is to solve challenges. It's to change the wrapping paper of our product, our service, or our offering. And that requires that we have a really deep, compassionate, and empathetic connection to our customers which brings me back to point number two. The easiest way to find that information is to be in a relationship with them. And so you have to remember that when you're, thing, when, you're, when you're here or when you're struggling or when you hit a sticking point, when you start reassessing, your product's probably still incredible. Your marketing is probably still incredible, but it's probably not talking to the pain that currently people are feeling. And so it's really amazing if you can talk about like how I can help you close a thousand sales via Instagram, but if that person currently can't even manage 
the amount of DMs they're getting right now, it's not going to help them. Or if they're frustrated because they don't know what content to put out into the world, closing sales via DMs isn't actually going to speak to them. It's going to create more reactants in their body and make them less inclined to lean in. And if you want to know about reactants, I covered this in our customer journey series. If you want that training, just shoot me a DM on Instagram that says customer journey and we'll send it right over. And my Instagram is it's George Bryant, I-T-S-G-E-O-R-G-E-B-R-Y-A-N-T, and we'll send it right over. But we have to make sure that we're focusing on the right things. And so just because a message worked four years ago, three years ago, or even four weeks ago sometimes, doesn't mean that that message is still relevant. And so we need to constantly have our finger on the pulse of our current customers or our future customers' pain points so that we can introduce a solution and let them know that we can help eliminate their pain that we can create some relief. And in doing so, they'll move closer into our ecosystem and world. So lesson number three is understand that your people want more painkillers. And I hate that word, but it's the easiest way to summarize what it is. And that's because of my whole other podcast on how I feel about the pharmaceutical industry, but that is not for today and not for this podcast, okay? So number three is your people want more painkillers. And so when we think about this, Oh, actually, you know what? I have another point for that one. I got a little distracted. I'm looking at my notes. One of the things that I wrote in here is that when we understand that, we know our lighthouse, we know our messaging, we know our positioning, we know our brand story, and our come from is always that. But like for me, I always teach relationships, I always teach mindset, and I always teach customer journey. But how I translate that into the world typically changes based on the trends or what people are challenged with or what they're focusing on. And there was a point like three years ago, where all of my marketing was based around email marketing is not dead. And that's because there was this massive influx in chatbots and SMS things, and people stopped utilizing their emails, and then they started to be in pain. And so I was still teaching email marketing, just like I do today. But today, I teach it through the lens of customer journey, because a lot more people understand the word customer journey and what it means to have a holistic approach to customer journey. So my lighthouse is still the same who I am, who you are, and what I do to help you is the same. But by constantly having the agility to adjust my messaging to match the current pain, it allows me to meet people where they are and bring them one step closer to their goal. So that is number three. Number four, trust the process. Trust the process. This is a long game. And I watch too many people, myself included, get wrapped up into the day-to-day. And I make adjustments based on temporary feelings that create long-term permanent results that I do not like. And so what do I mean by trusting the process? Great marketing is all about testing and trusting yourself enough to let it take its course. No marketing happens overnight. Nothing works every single time. The name of this game is consistency and congruency with our ability to adjust the wrapping paper like I've alluded to before. And so we have to understand that patience is one of the greatest weapons we have. Now, do I mean like, oh, if you have a message and you've been sharing it for 60 days and nobody's responding, you keep sharing it? No. I mean, change the messaging, but you've got to give things, you've got to give things the time to take their course. You've got to realize that our job is about getting people's attention and creating enough evidence for them to be willing to make a change. And I believe it's in the book, The Catalyst, that Jonah Berger talks about In order for somebody to change, the perceived benefit has to be 3.1 times greater than their current situation. And so that means that people will knowingly choose to stay in pain 
because the pain is familiar to them versus change unless they can actually see a minimum benefit of 3.1x. And all too often, I'll watch people be like, oh, Instagram doesn't work or my podcast doesn't work, but they never gave it the time to work. And so if it's aligned to who you are and who you serve, consistency and congruency is one of the greatest weapons that you have in your arsenal because we can't speed up somebody else's process. But the more consistent and congruent we are, the higher the likelihood that it will catch and it will actually create the results that we want. But nothing will work if we always quit in the middle of the race. And so lesson number four is you must trust the process. And I'll give you an example of this one. I believed based on all the clout I had, all the relationships I had, how much traffic I had, that when I launched my podcast, it was instantly going to get a thousand downloads an episode. Truth be told, for the first hundred episodes, we never got more than a hundred downloads an episode. And I was frustrated. I was totally frustrated recording this podcast. But I was frustrated because I was focused on the result, not my input. And the only thing that I can control is the input. And I had to remind myself why I was doing this podcast. Nowhere in doing this podcast that I say, oh, I want a million downloads an episode. That's a bonus. I said I wanted a place where I could share and I could help people so that they could change their life and change their business. And when I reminded myself of that, I went back to trusting the process. I remained consistent and congruent. And you know what happened? About 20 episodes later, the podcast doubled and then it doubled again. But if I stopped what I was doing, if I stopped posting the show, if I stopped showing up, that would have never happened. And I would have quit on something before I gave it the legs or the time required for it to actually work. And I have another dear friend who has a podcast who's had over 100 million downloads. But he said for the first five years, he barely broke 100,000. And then all of a sudden, he kept going. He was consistent. He was congruent. And he just kept going and going and going. And then 100 million downloads later. So lesson number four is you have to trust the process. And then for the final lesson, one of the most important ones that I believe to be true is lesson number five is you have to create a customer journey. Because as all of us, like everybody's becoming more addicted to their phones and more attached to their phones, the most important thing that we can do is have more conversations. And in order to do those conversations and to make them serve a purpose, we have to know that when we have these conversations, when we meet people, that we have a place for them to go. And so we have to be intentional behind every single thing that we do in our business and our branding and in our messages. And so what's an example of this? Well, if all we do is sell and every time somebody leans in and we're like, hey, buy this, buy this, buy this, we're not really creating a customer journey. We're saying we're only here to help you if you give us our credit card, which is like Nike's billboard saying, just do it only if you wear Nike clothes. And that doesn't serve the need. You'll hear me say repeatedly over and over and over is our job isn't to find our ideal customer, it's to create our ideal customer. And this is what I teach in the customer journey about having four paths to the peer. And so everything that we do on Instagram, on TikTok, on YouTube, on Snapchat, on Facebook, that's free marketing. That's marketing that we would have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars on to reach the same amount of people. But nothing happens by accident, and it's our job to lead people. And so we need to know where our customers are going before they do. We always have to have one next step. And so getting somebody to raise their hand is only part of the game. Having something to do with them or having a step for them to take once they raise their hand is the most important part because that's moving them one step closer to their goal, which is moving them one step closer into your world. And so make sure, and I'm going to remind you of the basics. 
Make sure you're sending more DMs to people. Make sure you're responding to comments. You're thanking people for liking your posts. You're building a community and a community is not inside of a Facebook group or inside of a container. It's inside of a relationship. I consider everyone on this podcast in a community, even though I don't email you when the show comes live. I consider every single person I talk to on Instagram in a community because they're a community underneath a movement. And so our job is to build relationships. And even if you're running paid media, paid media is just lighter fluid on top of an existing fire. And that existing fire is relationships and the community that we've built. And so you have to have a customer journey. Because at the end of the day, when we go out into the world and say, hey, you have a problem, I have a solution, we're here to help you. That means that our job is to lead them and guide them, even if it means they're not ready to buy our stuff yet. But it doesn't mean that we just post content into the world and expect that everybody knows what to do and everybody's going to buy. And if they don't buy, they're bad and wrong. That's not how it works. And I want to challenge you to think about this in real life. Can you imagine if every time you went into a store, they stopped you at the door and said, you can only come in the store if you commit to buying something. Or if when you were in the store and you pick something up off the shelf and put it back, they're like, nope, wait, if you don't buy that, you have to leave the store. It would never happen. You'd never go back to that store again. You have to realize that marketing is consistency and congruency over time and trusting the process and the space to get people into this world and into the community and constantly guide them one step closer to their goals with us providing the solution. And so number five in creating a customer journey means that you have to know where your customer's next step is when they don't. And that doesn't always mean a paid program. That can mean to a piece of content, to a podcast, to an email list, to a book that you recommend that you didn't write. But when you get in the habit of building actual relationships and listening to where people are, you're going to get all the data that we talked about up in lesson number two from your current customers. And you're going to be able to insert a solution, which is a customer journey. And the mistake that people make with customer journeys is they think they start once they've given you their email or their credit card. But the truth is, a customer journey starts the moment that somebody pays attention to you. And what you do with that intention dictates the success of their journey and your business through their journey, only if you have a customer journey. And so these five lessons are the ones that I come back to over and over and over again. And most of the time I have to remind myself of how I made my first million dollars, which was through simplicity, talking to every one of my customers, building relationships with them, and always having a solution or a next step for them to go and riding out the storm and having the patience to remain consistent and congruent until it worked. Because that's what success comes down to. And if you stay committed and never quit, your success is guaranteed. But it's not our job to dictate how fast that comes. It's our job to control the inputs, which is to shrink our world as small as we can and control what we can control. And if I control my input and I take these five lessons and I apply them into every single thing that I do, well, the results I get are probably going to be 10 times greater than what I've ever seen, which I'm living proof of that. But it also doesn't get me frustrated and makes me quit the game and adding complexity because I focus on the world that I can control and I do my best in that world, understanding that this is a game of human to human. And on the other side of every single thing that we do is a human being. It's a human being making the decision to consume our content. It's a human being liking. It's a human being commenting. It's a human being DMing us. It's a human being taking out their credit card. And in order for somebody to do anything, they have to feel safe. 
And so our job is to build and nurture those relationships and have a next step for people to go. So I'm gonna recap the five lessons for you right now, and then we're gonna wrap the show. So lesson number one, entrepreneurship is actually simple, but a lot of us believe it's complex. And so we have to get back to simplicity because simplicity is the only thing that can scale. Lesson number two, don't ever forget to focus on your current customers. Summarized as, you can't adopt any more children until you feed the ones that you have. Lesson number three is your people want more painkillers, and it's our job to help eliminate or eradicate that pain to move them one step closer to their goal. Lesson number four is you have to trust the process. Patience is an entrepreneur's greatest weapon, and as long as you're being consistent and congruent and you're doing the things that I listed in this podcast, patience will work, and you keep showing up and playing the game, and eventually you will get the result that you want. And lesson number five is you must create a customer journey. Because if you don't know where your customers are gonna go next or where they need to or get to go next, they're never gonna trust you and be able to take that action because they're coming to us because we're the authority and we said we can help them. So it's our job to know what those steps are. So those are the five lessons that I've learned in 20 years of entrepreneurship that I wanted to share with you. Because everyone says, George, what's the secret? Well, when we hit a sticking point, when something stops selling, when the event's not selling, when the podcast isn't growing, when the offer isn't working, do you know what we do? We come back to this list and we check in with ourselves on all five of these things. And then we realign, make adjustments, dive into these lessons and get back to work. And somehow magically, it works every single time. And so that's what I got for you guys today on the episode. So what I would love to hear from you, I'd love for you to shoot me a DM on which one you're gonna apply, which one you have applied. And I want you to go put this into practice. Because remember, if you listen to this episode and do nothing with it, no results will change. But if you listen and you take one thing and you apply it into your business and you give it the time to work, you are guaranteed to make progress and move one step closer to your goal, but it only works if you do the work. And I would love to hear. So if we can support you in any way, you know how to get a hold of me. I've told you 8 million times on how to DM me on Instagram. And as always, I would love if you did me a favor. If anything in this episode resonated true with you, I would love for you to share this. Share a clip on your social, tell somebody about it, send it to your friends, because I don't run ads on this show and I really don't want to but I love doing this and I really do love spreading the good word and I can only do that with you. So please send this episode to five friends, three friends, do a post about it and make sure you tag me so we can support you on your journey. We can play this game with you and we can create magic together. So that's what I got for today. So most importantly, I need you to remember that relationships will always beat algorithms. You'll either see me in the next episode or you will hear me in your earballs. but either way, it's time to cue the outro. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Mind of George Show. Please make sure you subscribe on your favorite channel that you listen to, whether it's in the car, on your run, or in front of the television. Make sure you leave a review to help other people know how much you love the show and quite frankly, help me know how much you love the show because I read them all. And if you want five-minute daily insider nuggets on business, marketing, leadership, mindset, or any other tool that you would need to build and scale your company, make sure you register for my invite-only newsletter. I call it the Lightkeeper Lessons. I hold nothing back here and I share everything that works for me, my friends and mentors, and thousands of my students around the world to thrive in life and keep our lighthouses shining brightly. We will eventually be charging for this, but for now, for you, because you're listening to the podcast, it's free. So if you want to sign up, go to www.lightkeeper.club, fill out the application, and then check your inbox because it's magic. You actually have to open the emails to get the gifts inside. 
Otherwise, you can get access to my Relationships Beats Algorithms Facebook community and other free resources on the website. So just go to www.mindofgeorge.com and I'll see you in the next episode.